I can plead. I can ask politely, but what you're going to do? Just as the DM step in and say, no, you move forward. You can lead us where you like. We are not drinking that water. Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords. You are drinking that water. (laughs) With me tonight on the podcast are four people, as far as we know, in order of corporeal existence. I am Tristan T. Wilde, the bard of some renown. Only some. I am Gwyn Teague, who plays Percival Cleft, the paladin. I am Ali, who plays Enigma. Enigma, Enigma. And I, for one, am glad that the government are now pro-rogue. <laughs> that is I'm not so... really, I'm really against it. But the whole rogue thing. In <laughs> fairness, that's a good one. Yeah, I know, I... I've been building up to that all day. I was going to say, you've definitely written that down. Literally since I heard the news. And gone, this is amazing. <laughs> It's going to, not going to be out till everyone's forgotten it happened. So yeah, Ali, I don't think they're going to forget this in a hurry. To be fair, oh, I can't imagine that Brexit will go on for another thousand years. The <laughs> thousand years Imperium. I like the fact that we actually managed to make it to Malahim before the entire infrastructure of our country fell apart, and uh, we got into a <laughs> Mad Max Let's style. Let's not be too hasty on that. <laughs> We're yeah. not there yet. We've well, we got to decide it. how we're getting in first, and we <laughs> no, are no, quite... No, you haven't, you're fine. And the infrastructure could collapse fine. tomorrow morning, so if we don't yeah. do it in this session... And we've I got mean, the pound's about... collapsed today. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's stop talking about politics, because I will literally get so depressed that I don't want to do this anymore. It's so good, isn't it? Just this weight of depression yeah, that's constantly like, on the shoulders. This whole thing has taken years off my life. Speaking of years mm. off my life, finally, maintaining high spirits, mag. <sighs> <laughs> I yeah. don't even care anymore. I'm Bambury. I'm doing stuff. I'm playing Bambury. No, nice. I'm just trying to distract on. myself from the catastrophic <laughs> effects of a ridiculous decision. I just want to have some fun, Ben. Just Guys, have some we've fun. lost all of our Brexit-loving <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh no! When last we saw our heroes, what do you remember of what had happened? We could see Malahim. You could see Malahim. So Fuck yeah. We had a plan and we definitely aren't going to go over a plan again at the start of this episode. Now yeah. all four of us have forgotten it, so it doesn't matter. We're just going to go and improv with what we assume was our plan. Yeah, actually, so that we don't, don't have another we... 40 minutes of us planning something. I agree. In fairness, I don't think we... I remember that we had a plan. I don't think we did have a plan for getting in... I think we... Let's just assume that we did. Yeah, we're going to put in a concert. Okay. Yeah, let's just wing it. I think wing it. That's the the hawk way from now on. Wing it. That is the plan. So, our heroes find themselves having arrived at the low, flat-topped hill that was once the Citadel of Malahim and is now the Citadel of Ogres. Aha! You are on a low neighbouring hill with a sort of wall structure that basically acts to conceal you from the citadel itself, which is used when the riding people or other people of the plains want to check up on what's going on in Malahim without immediately giving away their location by having a campfire where it can be seen by ogres. So it's kind of like a low half structure, but you can see over to the hill of the Ogre Citadel itself. Ben, does it look like it's fortified? Like, are there walls? Is it a ruins? Can we just walk in between the rubble or are we going to have to go through a specific gate? What you're seeing at the top of this flat hill are grey stone walls that look seamless like the great bowl of Arashar. But unlike that structure, they've been broken down and shattered into jagged teeth, as though immeasurably vast pottery had been smashed there, shards lying among the scree and wreckage on the steep slope of the hills. Where the walls are split, they've been crudely patched up with splintered and broken logs. There's a low ridge that you've been following for the last few days to reach the ruin. And from where you are, that's on your right. And the other side of that, you can see 
what looks like a gentle ramp making its way in a slow zigzag up the hill to a gateway constructed from two massive pillars with what look like wooden doors hung between them and some kind of platform on top of it. The gateway itself is closed and there isn't an obvious way in. We don't have to go far in now, do we? So like, what if we stood like right up against them walls and played the song? Well, we need to go to the Singer's Hall, don't we? Is it? Oh, do. I don't know, is that specific? The Singer's Hall of Malahim. Are you innately going to be able to find that, Percy, or could you just find Malahim? Um, I believe it was an unerring sense of direction to Malahim. I, yeah, I, I believe it's just Malahim, which is there. What is the wording of your quest, Percy? I believe it was to um, escort Tristan safely to Malahim. So my quest will be done when we hit that gate. Your quest is complete when you get in the game. Mm. All good news. So I'm going to be super hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to understand anyone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can stand outside and shout. We'll shout the noises they're making and then you can shout back. Once you get in, his oh. quest is complete. All his superpowers have just been because of the quest that we've been doing for five years. Mm. Yeah. So you guys go in, clear the city, and then I'll stroll through and he can power down. <laughs> yes. Are you planning? Stop planning. Oh yeah, good point. So, at the time you arrive, it's late in the day. The sun is going down. Kuna here set about putting together a camp and releasing the horses to graze in the valley the other side of the hill. So you have a choice of whether you want to use the night to investigate, whether you want to make a direct approach or leave it till the morning when you're fresh and ready to go. You have an opportunity to choose your strategy. I'm ready to go. I'm inclined to go in by night. I can't remember whether we were aware of the ogres being able to see it at night or not, but if we want to create a big distraction on one side of the city, for instance, by Bambri blowing something up, then the night time seems like a better I mean, time to do it, maybe? Wouldn't they be raiding at night time so they'll be sleeping in the day? Do they do that? I think they're probably crepuscular. I don't know. Ben? Yeah. When we first met them and they grabbed Enigma and ran for it, was that night time? That was night time, yeah. It was night time because I had a torch. Okay, so... I never forget a torch. <laughs> the one thing he doesn't forget. <laughs> yeah. But they're not all going to be out raiding. It's an entire citadel. And Kuhn initially said there was thousands. And then we turned up here and walked all the way up to the gate, pretty much. Maybe we can disguise ourselves as ogres. <laughs> yes. I can definitely do that. Do you remember the last time you made a disguise, you just dyed your hair blonde? Hmm. Do you think I should go for a different colour? Yeah, but we had an, an infiltrator scrying on us, so that he wouldn't have noticed it was yeah. him otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Okay. We would have been fine. It was just, we were unfortunate. Do orcs even have hair? Hmm. So, you could shave your hair off. We could. How about Percy shaves his entire hair off, by the moustache, and then goes in and claims that we're a circus troupe and he's a strong man. Yeah. Uh, Enigma can be a juggler. You Got can it. be a fool. Uh, no, I'll, I'll be the tightrope walker and you will be the deformed goblin we found, the wonder of nature. <laughs> fire out of a yeah. cannon. <laughs> you will be the freak in our freak show. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with that. If you if you think that we can walk up this gate and claim that we're a minstrel troop and that will get us in, then yeah, let's give that a go. Yeah, I'd, I don't think the yogas are really going to be into minstrels. Everyone stop planning. They will when they hear my music. Also, why am I being the tightrope walker if we're going as a musical troupe? Why, who's going to play the music? Because I mean, I the tightrope is it, the so. string on your guitar. Yeah, that's true. Let's just go in. I'm just going to run over and kick the door in. Okay, so... I, knock, knock, motherfuckers! It's probably like an hour's walk to get over to the hill. Yeah, but I'm walking, I'm striding, like, yeah. with purpose. I mean, I, I know we said we wouldn't plan, but taking an hour's walk to get to an impenetrable door with the intention of kicking it... <laughs> uh, 
doesn't sounds like it might be a bit of a waste of our time. It seems to me we'd come up with a better plan during that hour. We'll just cut to then and then the, the <laughs> plan will appear. Can, I'm going to point everyone over towards the spinning wheel. Do you remember the cursed spinning wheel? Oh, yeah. We're uh-huh. going to curse the entire city and send them all to sleep? Yes. Do you remember that plan? Yes. So, so are you just kind of sat round by the fire that Keir's starting to get going while you're talking about this? Are you like peeping over the wall or just skylining yourselves on the hill? Where where are you stood? How are you arranged? We're looking heroic. We're we're all laying on our bellies on the top of the hill with our hands like binoculars looking through <laughs> at the city, like proper I like that, like like shading your eyes. Yeah. All right, Tristan. But, but give, no, we're pretending we've got binoculars. Give, give me a discern reality. Can I use my looking glass I stole from the ship? Did you steal a looking glass from the ship? Yeah, yes, he I'm going to use that now. If if there is one in your gear... You know which... I don't write the gear down. That doesn't count. I can write it down now if that'll make you feel better. <laughs> no, if it's not there, it's, it's not Wait, real. let me have a look. It might be there. Hold on. Let me just check. Where's the bit where you don't... Where you, you have stuff, but you don't add stuff? Lucy, edit out the sound of Stuart typing. <laughs> no, who's playing around with my all. screen? Where's it? <laughs> you hold are. On, hold on. No, hold I on, was. I was on. looking for the gear bit. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, it's moving all over the place. <laughs> I knew Ben had a hand in it. Okay, I'm um, gonna, well, so I'm going to use that to roll the sound reality. Okay, that's that. fine. That? It won't add a modifier, so... Uh... <laughs> that's fine. I just want them. So give give me that roll. What do I even roll? Uh, just click on the sound reality, so it should roll it on your character sheet. Man, it has been years since we've been doing this. I don't even know where that is. It says moves. And then it's under D, discern realities. Even I can see where my discern realities is. It's whiz. Oh, it's all there. Okay. Yeah, you just click on it. Wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. This this is the uh, new dungeon world. Uh... Yeah. I mean, average. Uh, maybe yeah. I didn't clean the looking glass. Maybe it's got smears on it. I didn't realise. Tristan. Lots of lots of sevens being rolled. Yeah, but let's start with Tristan. Yeah. So, first up, mark experience. I got a... Okay, I'm going to take it. No, you got a five, and then me and Ali tried to cover for you. Oh, what? (laughs) What happens here? Yeah. What does happen here? (laughs) God. I'm just looking. I can't get... I can't do that much damage just looking. I would imagine that as you're looking with your hands and binocular shapes, then you see... Some ogre hand binocular shapes looking directly back <laughs> over at you. And behind it, a massive ogre. And then you put your hands down and you notice... That he's right in front of me. And he's just mimicking your movements. Yeah. And in ogre, he turns to the other one and says, They see movement. <laughs> <laughs> and then he flips yeah, you like the bird. Every, everyone passes the message along and the last person just passes it to an ogre right by them. In classic cartoon style. I think I think um, the ogres are the ones saying it, and then the one the ogre at the end passes it to Percy, <laughs> and Percy's nodding, going, "We do, we do see movement." Yeah. Okay. What you see, Tristan, is now you're looking at the citadel. It's like your attention is slightly grabbed by the sheer number of ogres there. Jesus. Like the more, it's like an ant hill crawling with ants, but ogres. So, wait, the ogres are really small. The, if, the, if ants were ten foot high humanoid murderers... Wow, okay. They'd be able to carry a lot of sugar. Uh, with superhuman strength and an unending capacity to eat human flesh, then this would be what you're seeing. So, I mean, unending sounds like a bit of a boast. I reckon that at some point they're going to get full. <laughs> there's only so much Tristan T. Wild you can handle in one sitting, <laughs> as the hawks will attest. It's I, true. About I'm going to start buttering myself up. He was the bone king. So, uh... <laughs> bone king. Oh, yeah. We never did stay around for the leather party. No. So, you've got a good idea that it is absolutely <laughs> crawling with ogres. That's something that I think you can all see. I think if you want to get a better idea of how you're going to get in, you're going to have to get closer. You can't really make up more details from here. Where's that crazy little old man live in relation to where we are, Coon? Uh, Coon says, 
Oh, the old hermit. He's yeah. often seen around the flank of the hill. When he appears, he tends to appear at the hill's foot, almost on the opposite side from the gate. He sometimes comes up here to trade with us, but <clears throat> I haven't seen him yet. He's good at hiding. Very good. I was going to say, you don't show a hermit in the first act to not use it in the third <laughs> act. So there's our way in, people. There's our way in. So how do you signal him to trade? A little smoke signal, maybe? Do you do a <laughs> type noise? You make the sound of a crab. Generally, we will leave out some food on a... <laughs> Milk and some bread in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bambi's going to be like, it's only four acts, get back! We don't know the difference between a hedgehog and a hermit. They both begin with H. All things begin with H are basically horses to us. They don't know their hedgehogs from their hermits. And you trade quills and fleas. <laughs> he says, we leave some food out on a rock the other side when we want to trade. And if he chooses to come and take it, then is hungry. we can open a dialogue. He's very shy. It would probably need to be one of you to speak with him or he will run. I think he is a hedgehog. Well, how about... Yeah, but you buzz there on your magic horse, leave some bread. You buzz back. We hide. He appears. We jump him. We tie him up. We then explain that we mean him no harm <laughs> because we have to get that bit done first and then we'll take it from there. I don't think we need to tie him up. That doesn't seem like the most honourable of things. I don't know how you can tie up a hedgehog. They're too wriggly and they're covered in spines. No, you, <laughs> you just get, get fleas off You them. get like a mesh fence and if they go through one way, they can't get out. It's it's not very nice, actually, Banbury. I wish you hadn't brought it up. <laughs> I mean, you can definitely tie them up, but we shouldn't. No, personally, I only said tie them up so that he didn't run away and like he didn't disappear into a big, a big pile of leaves. I mean, I'm not sure that's going to win his trust, is it? If he runs away, we just follow him. Yeah, I suppose that might also lead us in. Maybe he's hiding in plain sight in the Ogre Citadel. Anyway, this is too much planning. Let's do it. If he's willing to trade, then I mean, surely he's open to some dialogue. Let's just do that rather okay. than abduct oh. him. <sighs> it was for ease. Kuhn says, all right, I'll take some food down. And where, shall, where do you want to... On the rock, yeah. I suppose. The rock you told us about? Yes, of course. That's a good point. Yeah. I just think go, go for your normal standard <laughs> just rock. Just regular rock. Book standard. Mm. Brighton yeah. rock. So he picks up half a loaf of bread, like a sourdough type bread that they have, and basically bundles it up in a piece of cloth and just takes a few steps over, jumps on his horse and... Falls off the cliff. <laughs> and they canter off they do canter off towards the cliff and then vanish before they hit it a moment later you hear that pop as he appears at the bottom of the hill in fact it's really weird because he appears and a moment later you hear a pop some kind of magic or something <laughs> he leaves the bread on this rock and then he walks his horse around the hill a little bit and then a moment later they reappear at the top of the hill and he just hops off. Before he's even done that, before he's come back, can Banbury try and fly down to where he's gone? Yes, certainly. Can we burn a message onto the bread? Give me a flight roll. Yeah, Banbury's good at flying. Okay, so when he gets down there, yeah. I assume that the horse teleporting is faster than Banbury oh, yeah, can get down there. instantaneous. So Banbury's going to go down there and pick up the bread, and he's going to put some meat rations actually on the rock, because you're not meant to give hedgehogs bread. It's really bad for them. <laughs> and then he's going to fly back up. I thought we used all the sausages. Were you invisible, Banbury? Because I'm pretty sure they'll no, see you. Banbury was fully visible, but he grew up in the woods, and he knows about hedgehogs and how important That's it is fair. not to give them the wrong food. That's fair. So, As Banbury is down at the rock... A hedgehog appears. He hears a voice. Is that you, son? Uh, I, I doubt it. It seems like from nowhere, relatively nearby, you see an elderly looking man. He's got wild grey hair and an unkempt beard, and his skin is tanned and freckled with exposure to the sun. His eyes have a slightly feverish intensity to them, and he's dressed in stained sun bleached clothes that might once have been like those favoured by the riding people or those favoured 
in the Western Kingdoms. It's like a weird mix. His right foot is twisted inwards and he's carrying a stick. He has a really clear limp as he stumbles a step towards you and squints at you. To give you a visual reference here, you might imagine him saying, It's... And then the Monty Python (laughs) 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 Well, that is what all hermits look like. One hopes so. And also hedgehogs. And he's kind of squinting at you inquisitively. How how big are his quills? He's not actually a hedgehog. (laughs) Oh, plot twist! Oh, what? Uh, Possibly not even a porcupine. Um... Hello, sir. If you wouldn't mind being quiet, I'm actually just down there to try and catch a hedgehog. And they're very quiet animals. And uh, if you're mucking about, yelling like a crackhead down here, and looking like a crackhead, they're not going to come. So, on your way, son. He said, that that looks like good food, though. This bread is bad for hedgehogs. But it's good for archaeologists. All right, but I'm not trying to get an archaeologist. I'm trying to get a hedgehog. No, but I am an archaeologist. If you don't want it for your hedgehog project, whatever that is, are you aware you're very close to the Ogre Citadel? Yeah, I can see it. I'm not blind, old man. Is there not a better place for your biology school project? How many times have I told you to do your schoolwork in safe places, not next to incredibly dangerous ancient ruins? Where are you even getting crack out here? Like... Look, get on this broom. I'm going to fly you up to uh, some people that are nicer than me. What? Who? Where are you trying to take me? You can't Uh, kidnap me. I'm not kidnapping you. I'm I'm your dad. You can't kidnap me. I mean, you are definitely not my dad. I've had one father figure who's been a disappointment, another one that's probably dead. I do not want some crackhead from the desert being a third one. That's a heavy pass. Look, (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to fly you up to some nice people who... I, why are you denying this? What? I recognise you. What's my name? No one No one else... What's... What's my name? Ridiculous question. Come on, crackhead Jimmy. What's my name? Tristan. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No one else would smell like that. What is your surname, Mr. Crackhead Jimmy? You know perfectly well. They call me Jack of the Wild. Oh, this is some sweet, sweet revenge coming up here. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jack of the Wild, um, if you, yeah, if you want to come with me, Tristan, your son, to have this lovely, mmm, this bread is fresh. Mmm, I'm just going to pick some of these sand mites out of it. Mmm, delicious. Would you like some port? We have port. Maybe half a sausage. Do like those things. I don't like this yes. wheat. I'm not really a people person. I've... Oh no no! You can have all of a. Uh, you can. Have... I'll sing you a song like the old days. Have you got much much better at singing then? Oh no! I've got worse. Because... <laughs> I am possibly the second to third best singer in the Hawks. I would say. <laughs> what, what are these Hawks? Oh, they're wild animals that live like I mean, vultures I know what and a come down. I've spent oh, my life right. exploring well, that... these plains. I have seen. I, I mean, you talked about it like it's some kind of thing. If it's not a thing, I don't care. I'm not interested. Ridiculous. A bird is a thing. Do you think what a bird is an imaginary thing? I'm starting to remember how disappointing I found you. Oh, I think yeah. I just think all father figures are awful. Frankly, I think every mum should like get the father do the business and then send them out into the fields. <laughs> right, you can stay down here. Be quiet. I'm flying back without you. You coming or am I leaving? It's your choice, but the bread's leaving. So I do... I'm very hungry. Could you just leave the bread? No, I can't because I'm a very nasty person. Now, either come with me and have a lovely sandwich or I'm leaving you to the hedgehogs. And they're going to come. All of them. I've lived here for years now. And honestly... There have been no hedgehogs. I haven't seen a single one. Right, well, maybe it's because you're so loud and you're scaring them off with your crazy antics. How have you lived down here and uh, the ogres haven't killed you? I'm singularly good at hiding. I mean, you're very bad at hiding. I came straight down here to try and catch a hedgehog and you yelled out, 
loads of noise. You're rubbish at hiding. That's because I hadn't seen you for a long time, and I thought maybe you could have made something of yourself, but evidently not. No. He called it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, just know that I never loved you, Dad. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and then Banbury's going to fly away. He, like, watches you with a wrinkled brow, but his brow is quite wrinkly anyway. And then he kind of limps away a couple of steps. Did you leave the bread? No. He limps away a couple of steps, and then he almost seems to vanish completely. You can't keep track of where he's gone. I, I imagine that will take a couple of minutes for me to get back to the others, yeah, so if they want yeah. to do stuff, and then you let me know when I'm back. So, meanwhile, at the top of the hill... Have you been watching Banbury's antics? I guess we're kind of watching. What the hell is Banbury <laughs> doing? He really wants a hedgehog. Maybe, oh, maybe he'll start using the hedgehog instead of Jabruce as his familiar. Or use it to brush his hair. Maybe this whole story arc has been building, as in our lives, have <laughs> been building to this moment. I mean, I get that we had a little chat about hedgehogs, but we were pretty clear that we were trying to trade with I a mean, hermit, yeah, I, right? I mean, we I were mean sort of, it's yeah. like... Deliberately trying to wreck it. I mean, Percy, look, we should have had a talk about your hopes for Banbury a long time ago. I don't think he's going to be the the hero you hope. How dare you? Um, Percy, look, you know I tell, I tell you straight. I tell it as it is for you. Everyone else I will lie my ass off to, but... I mean, I, I'm sure he's got some greater plan down there and he's not just I mean, going down there to prove that he knows better than all the rest of us now that he's all lardy darvin fiery yeah, about four episodes back maybe five <laughs> i thought he was getting on board and he actually you know even enigma's come on board more than he has no offense to enigma but you what? used to be a handful and now you're we're kind of all on the same page but Bambri's no going... you're just listening hearing what you want to hear well no, I mean, you know, usually you would hide and watch us suffer. Now you'll help. And Banbury seemed like he was doing this. And since he's been doing this cursing stuff, and he seems to be getting worse. I wonder about his mental state and all this dark magic. I'm telling you, that boy's not right. Banbury, you're arriving about now. <laughs> well, it looks I like... tell you, he's a scumbag. Guys, oh, he's behind you. Hen. But it looks like he's screwed it up. Come on, <laughs> let's get some bread and take a walk down there. Hello. Uh, Bambi, what the hell was that about? Oh, I went looking for the hedgehog, but it's just some crackhead yelling. No, you didn't. Come on, you're an intelligent guy. You know what was going on down there. Come on, get a loaf of bread and let's go back down. Can the ogres see any of this? They think we're pricks. Well, <laughs> that's an interesting like... question because you were all like avoiding skylining yourself, but then Bambi has been flying about. So yeah, you mm -hmm. might anticipate that that's quite a visible thing. We'll see well, whether anything comes of that. I, I just want to check to see if there's an act, any activity on the wall oh, after oh, we're gonna. Oh, they, I mean, they're kind of moving oh. about quite a lot. Oh, so you it could just see, be that. It, yeah. it could just be that you don't see them like opening the gate right now. But yeah, you do see quite a few clustered on your side of the wall. Percy, before we go down there, I need to talk to you about something in private. If you want. Alright, we'll just step a few steps to the side. So, the hermit down there... Yeah. ...claims his name's Jack of the Wild... Right. ...and that his son's name is Tristan. Uh, what? What's that, guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing, Tristan. Oh, sorry. Nothing. I thought I heard my name. No, I'll, I'll keep... No, 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 no. We were I talking about somebody a... called Jack. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was Completely talking to person. Percy about the lack of hedgehogs down there. There's just a crackhead. So... Yeah, that's... I... I, I, I yeah. I mean, it's a bit weird and a coincidence. Is uh, it? I... I mean, Tristan's not an uncommon name. What's that? Percy, what? <laughs> He's talking about pistons. <laughs> I said Tristan is a very common name. How dare you? I'll have you know, I come from a proud lineage of... What, what did your dad well, do? I mean, technically... Yeah, what, tell us about your lineage. What's his yeah, name? Well, it wasn't Tristan. Let's, let's just leave it at that. Was it Jack? It... Maybe. What, what did he do for a living? Was he an archaeologist? Mm, not, not when I was a boy. No. Do you like bread? I mean, <laughs> I suppose I do. I am. Is he not a hedgehog? I, how do you know so much about my father? Yes, he likes bread, and he's not a hedgehog. This is getting spooky. <laughs> this is getting really like. Man, this, this, this is this is your life. This is coincidence after coincidence. <clears throat> um. Okay. Well, 
What makes you... Okay, so he's called Jack of the Wild and has a son called Tristan. I mean, it's tenuous. Mm. What makes you think that he... Did you just go away a second, Tristan? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're saying pretty, pretty specific things now. Oh, my... Look at that! <laughs> look, look at the ogres! Right, go quickly, Bambury. I mean... I feel like I'm going to be able to help in this conversation because it's kind of about something I know. You two are going to be doing guesswork here. Yeah, that's how, that's that's us at our best. Jack of the Wild was kind of like... My point okay. here, Percy, is maybe we should let Tristan go down by himself for the first couple of minutes. And Tristan just always them... goes down by himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't when he was a Bone King. <laughs> no. No, he did not, he said in third person. Um, no, but what... What makes you... It seems quite tenuous. Is there a reason that you think that he might be related in some way, other than... Yeah, because he this... said his name's... His son's name's Tristan Wilde, and the world is full oh, wait, of bullshit. What's that, Bambri? So, uh, what? that... I said I ha... really love hedgehogs, and I'm disappointed ah. by this entire scenario. I thought, ah. I'll get to see a lovely woodland creature. Oh, right, so he specifically named Tristan. Yeah. Were you not listening to me? No, because really, Tristan kept on talking over me. What's that, Percy? <laughs> right, okay Tristan, you're going to have yeah. to go down there by yourself And one-on-one it with this hobo Because you're the man with the skills Okay, me, Enigma and Percy Are going to stand here And watch you crumple with Disgust and uh, and Hurt and pain uh, And we'll try To keep the smirks to a minimum And point and laugh I mean, yes, but also disagree i don't think let's just all go down rather than individually spend time going down coming back up and having like right. weird conversations about what we do, do, do you not think tristan would maybe want five minutes by himself with what's going on here i don't do know i mean that we owe him that in fairness i've not seen my father for at least uh week 10 years well you're not you're not missing much i mean on the scale of your father to horde of ogres just how badly do you want to meet one oh. or the other first I mean, I'm pretty dexterous and nimble. I could probably whip tree to tree without being spotted. I mean, I wouldn't even need to roll a dex roll. We're in a plains. There aren't really many trees. There's, there's a few small bushes and uh, quite a few boulders and pieces of shattered wall on the hillside. But yeah, I will zip boulder to boulder. I tell you what, let's. Given that the the entire point is for to go down and hopefully for him to lead all of us to some route to get into the citadel. How about we just wait back for a second or two whilst you have five uh, minutes? Is that, 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 is that what you point. mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Tristan, here's some bread. Do a better job than Enigma did with her father. Ooh. What? I'm fighting. I mean, that's what? not going to be hard, is it? I mean, that seems a little unnecessary. But come on, let's all hold hands <laughs> and go down, only without the holding hands bit. As you go down, you notice that Kier is looking over towards the gate of the citadel. And she's moving over to uh, start moving the horses away. And she kind of calls as she's going past. She's like, something's got them a bit riled up. We're just going to move back a little. Mm. I'll give her the, we've got yeah. this nod. Bet you they've seen a hedgehog. I was going to say, I wonder what they could have spotted in the sky. It, no, it's like elephants and mice. Like, they're scared of mice. I bet you the ogres are scared of hedgehogs. The hedgehog got scared off by your crazy crackhead dad. It's running right in there right now. I mean, I'm starting to be very concerned that you actually think there was a hedgehog when <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Do you want to take a, a bit of a sleep, Bam, here? You you seem less lucid than normal. I'm not going to lie. I might not have been paying attention in the first five minutes. I thought we were talking uh, about hedgehogs. I genuinely thought we were going to okay. see a hedgehog. I'm now a little confused about what's going on in this scenario. I mean, that's fair. I, I drift um, off. But I'm disappointed. Yeah, I mean, on, on the plus side, there's probably been no bad consequences as a result of that. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Let's go down and see this hermit. Yeah. So you get down to the bottom and then what, do you stop like uh, about 100 yards back from the rock? Yeah. Yeah. 102. 102. Nice. Playing it safe. So Tristan, you're going ahead with your with this loaf that Banbury's <laughs> take carried back. I guess so. Use your loaf. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be walking along with breaking little bits into my arm, going, "Hey, come on, come on!" <laughs> like you would a cat or dog. Okay. Cats don't eat bread either. I don't know. I'm not a cat man. Skip <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cat man. Meow 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 me
Tristan gets to the rock. I don't get to rocks, Ben. I bring rocks. I've got a massive one on my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's my disguise. You're like a rock yeah. lord. God, I wish shit. Places down in the loaf. And my rocks. And what what do you do? And your rocks. I drop my rocks and I'll sort of sit on them and I'm looking around. I'm like, Dad? Hello? Mr. Wild? You hear? There's nothing. There's no one here. All right, I'm going to do some badass magic now. I'm going to start tapping in, see if I can pick up any music shimmers. Yeah, that's right. I might have Invisivision. That sounds pretty wild. That sounds like Musicamundi to me. Shit, all those spells that I told you I was going to take in WhatsApp and then completely forgot. Damn it. <laughs> well, Musicamundi is one you already have on your character sheet, so. Music a Monday. What have we got? Four. He's basically he. He's not even hidden to me. I just sink into magic mode, and I'm like, there he is, standing hiding by the tree. You pick up in three things. The first thing is that the hermit is very nearby. The second is that the harmony of his being is quite seriously out of whack. There's a lot of weird stuff going on there. That'll be the crack. And thirdly. Yes, this is absolutely your fault. Son of a diddly. Is he a diddly then? What do you do? Wow, I mean, yeah, Percy said one big crazy coincidence, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the world's full of coincidences. <laughs> the world's biggest out. coincidence. Um, hey, well, Dad, it's me, it's Tristan, and I can clearly see you standing behind that bush. You're here from the bush. You were here a moment ago, and you were much... Younger. I travel in disguise when I'm in the wild. You taught me that. I did teach you that. He comes out and he just looks like this crazy, wild-haired. You would barely recognise him. But now you know it's him, you can see that in his face. But he's also limping really badly. He's leaning on a stick and his right foot looks twisted out of shape. I mean, I'll swallow my instant gag reflex that I'm related to this brutal but also you know it's just a more extreme version of what he was of what you are um my first thought is yeah. do i think i can heal that wound or am i not able to heal old wounds this is old and reset bone that has kind of grown around i mean itself. so if you have your leg cut off i can heal that but if it's an old wound or a <laughs> scar on my nose or a finger i can't heal that is what you're telling me well, if you had your leg cut off, you could heal it so you didn't bleed out from your leg being okay. cut off. You couldn't magically regrow right, the foot. Okay. So, in this kind of thing, it has healed, it's just it hasn't healed well. Yeah. And he says, what are you doing here? And then he casts squints and he's like, are you trying to steal the treasure? Um, no. It does depend what the treasure is. I mean, where the hell have you been? Well, I suppose here is the answer. I got... There was a problem, you see. Yeah. If I hadn't broken my leg, I'd have been alright. But I did break my leg, and then there was a curse, and I might have turned into an ogre. Wow, okay. But the curse stops. Here, all the ogres come here, and here you don't turn into an ogre. So everyone's turned back into whatever they were inside there? No, no, not at all. They're all ogres. But if you stop here, oh. if you stop even a mile or two that way, anyway, you become an ogre. Here, you can stop. So this was the only place I could get to when my leg was broken. And then I realised, it's a treasure house. I mean, tell me more. There are such wonders, Tristan. You would be, if you were remotely competent, you'll be able to become the richest man alive in this place. Uh, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but while I'm pretty good, I do have two pretty incompetent goons with me. But there is one guy that's pretty <laughs> damn savvy in that group, so I suspect between That'd him, be me. me and uh, me and Percy <coughs> will do okay, just in case any ears listening in. Percy, you, you oh, heard yeah. Tristan say Percy quite loudly. So if you wanted to wander over at any point, you probably could. Or charge in sword <laughs> raised, I don't know. I'm coming, Tristan! Did I hear my name, uh, Tristan? Oh, no. Sorry, Percy, I said... Um... Uh, my mistake, then. I'll go back. <laughs> I said purse strings. <laughs> you, enjoy your t you enjoy your time. Um, how long have you been here? Oh, um, just for about a <laughs> seconds, really, since I heard my name being called. Ah, right. I didn't know if you were kind of... Because you said you'd wait back and I... Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. 
I'll wait till Percy's slightly out of earshot. So how long have you been here? <laughs> so, oh, I've been here about seven years now. Seven years? It took a long time till I could really walk. It wasn't a good time, Tristan, let me tell you. But I got enough to walk and I could scavenge for food, hunt down some stuff and keep out the way of the upstairs neighbours, if you will. Actually, they seem a bit, they seem a bit agitated. Mm. Perhaps we should retire to my apartment. Um, okay. I will be bringing my friends. Can my friends stay the night? They've got permission strips from their parents. (laughs) Says, well, that was always the rule. (laughs) Yeah, I remember you were very strict, but fair. (laughs) I'm going to run back all like giddy. I'm like, you can stay, you can stay. We can have a sleepover. (laughs) Yeah, sleepover. Great great news. Don't get me in any trouble okay so is is this guy your father tristan i mean yes he is so this is isn't that a bit weird it's like i mean meeting... he did i knew he adventured i didn't know he'd become an archaeologist but he was always an adventurer and he always basically traveled the lands and do you remember when they were talking about those slightly pornographic books uh yes yeah that that's him that that's his work that's his handiwork <laughs> tristan do you reckon that the ghost you met didn't actually send you here to sing the song, but just to reunite you with your father. I mean, that's a a gamble if we don't sing the song. So are you saying <laughs> the ghost is Jeremy Kyle? I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure my mother's still alive. I often... Well, maybe it's your grandmother. I mean, why would she be sending a love letter to her son? She's not sending a love letter. She was Well, you know, a love song. Maybe it was your grandmother's ghost and she wanted you to go and I mean, find your dad and save him from all of this. I mean, maybe. So I assume this conversation's happening as you kind of walk yeah. over. Hey, Dad, what did your mother look like? Yeah, Dad, what did your mum look like? He's looking between Banbury and Tristan. He's like, Tristan? Young Tristan. Yeah, I mean... Oh, no, I'm just a mirror image. I'm, a, I'm an illusion. Look, I'm going to punch Tristan in the stomach. He looks at... Percy, and he says, you can see why I'm confused. <laughs> the little one's a spitting image of Tristan as I remember him. Hello, Mr. Wilde. My name's Percival Cleft, the paladin. A fellow grown-up. Oh, Cleft, eh? So, can you tell me, what brings you to this place? It seems a remarkable coincidence that uh, us travelling with Tristan should bump into you here. I mean, he has just told me that. Yeah, we didn't hear so... that. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, he explains that he broke his leg and this was the only place he could get to and where he could stop for any length of time because of the ogre thing. I'm nodding eagerly along as if I've been privy to this information for a long time. So so it truly is just a remarkable coincidence that we've happened upon you. He says, well, the strange thing is that then I realised that for an archaeologist such as myself, there's so much here to discover. I mean, this is one of the great cities of the old stone empire. Ah, have you ever been inside? He says, well, Here's the thing. Now, follow me and be careful. And he leads you round over a little pile of rocks and then past another. And then in this gap between two boulders that looks like it ends, but then you take a sharp corner at the end, it opens up into this little cave. He leads you in and then he lights a lantern at the side. It's a really poor oil lamp. It doesn't light much and it smells pretty bad. But he's got a little room with a kind of a couple of logs and reasonably sit onable boulders. And it looks like he's just dragged in a load of dried up plants to sleep on. So it's not exactly a classy establishment. But he, he sits down and says, This is an entrance to the city itself. The whole thing came down. You see, it was all towers. Hmm. And it came down somewhere and he points to the back of the room he says somewhere in there are innumerable treasures Hmm. and have you ever been inside yourself i have been exploring it extensively but very carefully so i have been inside it i'm very confident that there are some fascinating archaeological finds Hmm. to be made but i've just found stone reliefs shards of pots i see so Fragments of documents, just nonsense, really. I'm looking. I'm, I'm the kind of archaeologist that's interested specifically in gold and jewels. Wise, wise. Uh, I see. I've, I've got two questions, really. First of all, we are specifically interested in the Singers' Hall. 
of Malahim. Have you recovered any documents that might reference that, or are you aware whereabouts within the city that might be located? I have not, but one of the reasons I haven't explored as deep as I'd like to have is that parts of the city get a little bit dangerous. And I have to be very quiet and very careful to get around them. But it may be a team of stronger adventuring types might be better equipped to confront some of the more rambunctious residents. Okay, that's true. The the second question that I, I had, we, we find ourselves here um, because Tristan here, your, your son, as it turns out, I'll give a bow. He still does that, does he? Very good bow, thank you, Father. Gets it from his mother. Oh, does he? Terrible show-off. Well, yes, yes. that's a rumour. Uh, tell us about her. Very charming. An acrobat. Very talented, but... It's true. Not that talented. Honestly, well, we didn't work very well together. We both loved to travel, but I wanted to see the wide world. And so. she was happy travelling between the performance venues and theatres. And it was fine, but... I lost interest after a while, and then, and Tristan, of course, he, he sort of preferred that life. I tried to take him, take him exploring, but he wasn't very good at it. He kept, he kept, well, I expect there were things he did do right, but perhaps I just didn't see any of them. Well, he's, he's certainly done quite a lot right since. He's was quite the hero back home until it, it fell to a... Um, a hideous frozen empire marauding from the south. Oh yeah. He kind of looks really narrowly at Tristan, like he sort of imagines this might be some ruse or grand misdirection. It's true, um, which kind of leads me on to <laughs> the next point. Um, so we are here because we are accompanying Tristan as he attempts to complete a task. The reason that we're looking for the Singer's Hall is because he was tasked by a spirit that we met in the land of the dead, no less. Yeah, that's right, I've travelled. Um, <laughs> and he needs to sing a song there. Now, you've been here a long time. I'm interested in any information or any fragments of information that you might have that could suggest why a why the a, a spirit may be interested in having a specific song sung, or perhaps anything to do with the, the history of that place that might lead us to believe or it might lead us to understand why it is, upon pain of death, we have found ourselves agreeing to get here and do this task. I can't explain your motivations to you. Well, naturally, no. But from what I've learned in my exploration here, the Stone Empire was built on two forms of magic. The magic of the land wielders who could shape stone. That's why their cities are so seamlessly built. They changed the stone somehow to take on the form they desired of it. That allowed them to create uncannily resilient walls, roads, structures of all kinds. It's fascinating, but not very lucrative, so I haven't investigated it in great depth. The other magic that one sees described in some of their wall reliefs appears to be a sun magic. Hmm. And this seems to be something that they were very interested in. Throughout, you see motifs of singers and singing to the air. And it seems as though that was another element of their power at the height of this empire, which was perhaps the greatest empire we have ever known. There definitely was a magic there. Ben, I was going to try and do a little bit of magic, see if I could give him some clarity and remove some of his mental state um does it look yeah. like it's affected by the curse because at the moment he seems to be talking pretty pretty well he's actually seems quite lucid he still has that shine in his eyes you can't tell if that's the curse or if that's just yeah the effects of having been effectively alone and in hiding for most of the last decade don't worry, Tristan, I've got this. Uh, Bambi's going to walk over, pick up the crack pipe, and then just lob it as far as possible out of the cave. But actually, <laughs> he pockets it in one of his little robes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's totally yeah. sleight of hand. It goes straight up the wizard sleeve. Just throws <laughs> a stone instead. Straight up the wizard sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> There's our episode title. 
to be clear, he doesn't have a crack pipe, but... Not anymore, you, he doesn't. You've just stolen his pipe. Okay. So, you know, but he's obviously got a lot to say, and you get the impression that he doesn't get to talk to people very much. Mm. And that might be part of what's going on here. He's saying, so, where was I? Yes. This whole city came down, and then, although it's now the Ogre Citadel, that is almost a layer, and beneath that lies most of the old city, buried in some kind of underground ruin. If you're looking for a part of the old city, then it will be below rather than above, I would think. Unless it was in one of the towers, and even those collapsed and fell down. Um, I believe it was down a tree-lined avenue between two canals. Those were central to the city, so this would be probably in the centre of the east side of the city below. I expect that you would find it if you were to travel beneath the walls to the left would probably be the most effective route to get there. So you can get us inside the walls? Indeed. Well, beneath the walls, through through where walls were. Okay. It's not made to be travelled through, but you can creep and slide and climb and find your way through. I mean, I can, but not sure about these three. What? Let's not beat around the bush. We would like to get into that city, and we would like to attempt to access the Undercity uh, from your description and find this hall, and we would like to do it sooner rather than later, because we... And without dying. Well, ideally without dying. Um, so we noticed that the uh, the ogres um, seem to be quite active. Is there a better time of the day to do it? Um, and what's the earliest that we could get in there and start doing this? Because we've spent a long time waiting for this. There's no point in us now sitting on our levels. Well, if you're determined to go, then... We can start now. Let's go! This is the important thing to be aware of. The ogres are very active, and if you've drawn their attention, they'll probably be all over the hill by now, but hopefully they won't find us. They've not found this place yet. Well, if they're all over the hill, then um, that means they're not in the city, right? Oh, there are many in the city, but the city that you need is below the city they live in. Okay. So what you're entering is a tunnel or catacomb of some kind I see. where the towers and the walls have collapsed above it. The ogres don't really venture into these parts of the city but that does not make it safe. There are many other creatures here and perhaps part of the legacy of how the city itself was torn down. There are other effects in the air. I'm gonna throw the crust of bread up whip out my bow and impale the piece of bread against the back floor, a back wall, and I'm going to be like, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. As long as we're fighting against bread. <laughs> or certainly the upper crust. It is a pretty rad move. What the rest of you see is Tristan Gosh. throw the bread, draw and shoot the arrow. He strikes the bread and then he's just flinching as the arrow bounces off the back <laughs> wall about six feet away and comes flying back towards him and he has to like try and dive out the way. No, he doesn't. I'm gonna It's pretty hard I'm to I'm gonna roll a dice to see if I catch that if I catch the arrow to improve it. It's not gonna rebound like a ball. I dunno. Let's find out if it does. Uh it doesn't exactly rebound like a ball, but you know. Straight in your eye. As you can see, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, Tristan um. flinches his way to safety. <laughs> and, like, just stumbles, he's lying on the floor. You might style it out. Jack of the Wild is... He's lowered himself onto one of his sitting rocks, and he's just sat with his legs straight out to the side. He says, Well, I can guide you this far. I mean, we're already here, so we need to go a bit further, really. He just looks at you for slightly too long. Just slightly too long. And then his eyebrows lower in a bit that you remember very well from your <laughs> younger days. And then he looks away again and he says, you'll see there's an improvised door just back a little bit behind the oubliette there. 
if you go through that, take the bar off, I'll follow you and bar it back afterwards. I don't want anything coming through while I'm asleep. If you are coming back, do three knocks, then a space, then two knocks, then wait for me to knock back, then do three knocks. What I'll yell is, open up your crackhead, we're coming back, and, and you'll open it up. Three times three, wait, then three. Got it. <laughs> the ogres don't speak our language. It's going to be obvious if it's us. As I tried to tell you, small Tristan man, it is not the ogres that concern me below the city. There are other things down there. What, that can speak our language? Human frogs! That can yell, hey, Tristan's dad, open the door. I mean, we've met doppelgangers before. It's not like un unheard of that he might be concerned about something like that. Papa, I shall remember your knock, as I always did have an eye for knocks and torches. <laughs> the two things I remember well. I never forget a knock and I never forget a torch. That's why he's an archer. Oh, nice. Um, thank you for your kind offer. Uh, we will we will head into the city now, if you're ready. So you follow his instructions back. Oubliette seems a fancy term for basically a hole in the ground at one side of the uh, little tunnel you're in. And then there's this barred door. Not barred like Tristan. A barred door. Strong iron bars protect. <laughs> Strong iron bards protect. <laughs> <laughs> and so you open the bar. You pass through the door into a narrow corridor that opens into a wider space in which are just scattered fragments of pottery, often with colourful fish designs. There are leaves of papyrus scattered everywhere with fragments of inscrutable writing on them. For a real archaeologist, this would be a real treasure trove. No gold. Behind you, you hear the door close and the bar fall into place. And in front of you is the night black corridor that leads into the undercity that was once known as Malahem. Nice, okay. <laughs> Friends, as you can probably tell, the end of Season 3 is almost upon us. After the last episode, we're planning to do a post-mortem where we look back at the adventure so far. If you have any questions you want to see answered by me or any of the Hawks, this is your chance. Email them to crudelydrawnswords at gmail.com and we'll get right on the case. That's crudelydrawnswords, all one word, at gmail.com. Go crazy. I believe it was late in the day anyway, so I'm going to say that. Apologies to uh, continuity fans if that proves to be wrong. We've <laughs> lost those late. guys already. Yeah, fair point. So if we were just randomly talking about showers... No, not just showers. Yeah, I can clap and talk about golden showers, Ben. I am multi-talented. Percy, mm -hmm. what's that? Can you remember if that's before or after you had that little pull out, pull out with Banbury? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, really, George Saunders is going sorry, triple I never pull out. <laughs> sorry, was that before you had your one on one with Banbury? Uh, yeah, I think we were one -on -one. we were about to um, step to the side for private conversation. To the side. Okay, Although I don't sorry. think we quite captured the bit where um, Mag said, can we have a private conversation? Okay, so let's go from there. Enigma, so. can I have a private conversation <laughs> with you? What? No. Oh, dear, <laughs> <Andrew>. <laughs> Do you have to one? Music and Monday. That's like a happy days thing. I thought it sounded a bit like the sort of thing that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would say. Yeah, I suppose. Music on Monday, Maglendula. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally radical. You pick up in three things. <laughs> the first thing is... Surprise! That the Surprise is very... and fear. 
<laughs> Fair and surprised. Don't stop moving everybody. And we should destroy the sword. <laughs>